Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Okay, everybody, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Angel here. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. I love what I do every day. I start my show off with that because I'm always blessed with being able to talk to some fantastic people. And I've got a lovely guest today, um, Janine Kathleen. Oh, she's got like this beautiful Janine Kathleen. She sounds like a like a like a lady of mystery. I love it. I love it. I love it. Welcome to the show, Janine. Introduce yourself to the to the audience. Angel, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me to speak and share with your audience. And it's just wonderful to be in your beautiful energy and spirit. I'm down here in South Africa. I am what I call a personal leadership coach, and I work with people to help them reset their mindset and their heart set using energy, using knowledge, using words, using thinking by design, and definitely mindset alchemy, where we get to know intuitively, to choose consciously, create intentionally, and to be effortlessly, because that is what opens us up to an incredible experience here on earth. And um, it's to know that we have a deep inner knowing to take us forward. Oh, wow. That was, that was, that was really cool. So it's, it's more than just, um, it's more than just like a coach. It, what yes. it feels like. And I, I have a leadership coach. I can have a career. There's so many ways I can have a coach. You're, you're someone that's going to help me really understand me, even like more than just a purpose, like me. I love that, that the knowing. Yeah. And it's that knowing that in, it literally empowers us, Angel, to go deep within our heart, not just to live in our mind and our gut where we live by instinct rather than by our, working with our inner tuition. And that is what I help people connect with their inner tuition, their body, and the experience that they can create for themselves on, on this beautiful and incredible planet that we live on, that we part of, and that we forget that we part of sometimes. And we do. I always like to point to um, Avatar. Um, I love the, the movie um, because when you look at it, and I haven't seen the new one yet because um, I'm waiting for it to stream because I don't go outside right now. But in the Avatar, these people that live on this planet, their whole message is how they're connected to mm -hmm. everything. And we yeah. are too, aren't we? Definitely we are. Um, if I may share a story, the other night, my husband and I were walking. We have this wonderful Labrador that makes sure I move every day. And sometimes, well, most nights I walk in between nine and 10 o'clock at night. And the other night, my husband and I were just talking about things. And I said to me, you know what, come with me one morning and I'll show you something. So we went walking the next morning. It was a weekend. And I asked him just to feel um, an aloe with its leaf. And I asked him to feel the aloe and to say good life to it and to experience the energy from it. And then we went to a tree. Now, some trees will respond, some trees won't. <laughs> Depends on if they're busy or not. And 
my husband who did not previously know energy existed and has been coming on a journey with me he said wow Janine I can feel the difference and I said that is the connection I'm talking about we are connected to each other in the same way as you felt that energy from the aloe and from the tree and you could differentiate between the energies and it's one of the things I work with my clients with as well and it's something I've worked with myself we hear each other in our minds and in our hearts before we even begin to hear it on our ears, in our ears, because we connected heart to heart, body to body and energetically, because we're all part of the earth. And it's just amazing how this can happen. And people say, I don't know why they don't like me. Well, what were you thinking when you met them? And it might not have been about that person. And yet they would have picked up that maybe you were not fully present with them. And it's this deep connection that empowers us or disempowers us, depending on how we work with it. Wow, that is so, so good in that, you know, when you when you engage with people, how you send out your energies reflects how you pull or receive energy from them. They're reacting to you and you're reacting to them. So if you're lit up in joy and open to beauty, are you going to receive energy different than if you wake up grumbly grouchy and then you watch the news and you're grumblier and grouchier and then you get in your car and the commute makes you grumblier and now you're the grumbly grouchy gal? Is it going to be different when you engage with people your experience that day? Absolutely. Um, have you ever heard the phrase, um, when mama ain't happy, there's nobody that's happy. And it's because <laughs> A, our children are from us, and B, we connect with our partner at an intimate level. And when somebody in the family is unhappy, we can choose to take on that unhappiness and we can choose to shift and change it. And the same goes with the workplace. When we tap into that lower vibrational energy, guess what? We get back because we become ensnared. We become entangled with their energy. And when you go, no, 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 no. No, let me take this off myself. Let me choose to work at a higher vibration, one closer to love, to peace, and to joy. This is what we then move to. And when we work at that higher vibration, we tend to draw that higher vibration to us. And I must say, I'd rather be entangled with the energy of love and of power and of peace and of joy than that of anger and shame and guilt. And in today's society, and in fact, most <laughs> centuries of society, shame and guilt were the way that people were controlled, are controlled. And it's how we control ourselves from stepping forward into our power and being different and being in our difference. And uh, this is one of the reasons I say I help people reset their mindset and their heart set, because your mindset could have come from other people's beliefs. Well, it has come from other people's beliefs. And it's to go and see where can you reset your heart set? Are you set on being grumpy, criticizing, grumbling, complaining, comparing? And are you rather or are you rather going to be resetting yourself into joy, into peace, into love? And projecting out peace, joy, and love. Because have you noticed, if you're very much uh, more positive and higher vibrational with people, they either shift their energy or they shift out of your energy, your space, and your life. Wow. It, so, it, you know, they say, what do they say? What's the thing the guys say? Happy wife, happy life. 
Yes. <laughs> and it's so true. You, you get to decide, right? You, the choice is yours and I'm not going to, going to, going to paint it with a, with a golden brush. Life can be tough out there. Yes, it can. And it can. Uh, it's, it's almost like hard sometimes to put yourself in a positive space because you're you're like fighting the gremlins of icky and mad and, and angst to make yourself be different. And you touched on something very important there, Angel. It's rather than coating over the anger, the shame and the doubt, let's sit with it. Let's explore it. Let's see if it's even ours. Because this is the shadow side of life. And it shows up when we are being asked to heal, to move forward. And because I work a lot with uh, what they call shamanic energy, earth magic energy. Yes, there are shadow sides. And it's to explore them. Because we get to say, I choose to step out of this. And as we step out of it, life may be hard. And we can choose to work with it with ease. So yes, we may be working hard. And because we're saying, I recognize this energy, I recognize where it's coming from. Let me sit with it. Let me see what it would like to teach me. We start going, I can move away from this. And what was formerly hard may still be the same situation. Our point of view about it becomes more Pollyanna-ish without the um, toxic positivity of it. And we get to learn, we get to expand, we get to, as your logo say, says, bringing a new spirit to it, a new energy to it. And what people who do this discover is they step out of that poverty mindset, that lack mindset, because let me tell you, there are some very rich and wealthy people who are still working in that energy of poverty, of paucity, of um, I have to work hard for my money, rather than what else is possible? Where can I receive the income? Where can I receive the relationship? Where can I receive myself through knowing intuitively um, and listening to that inner tuition that is saying, go and speak to this person, go and work with that person. Try this, try that. Many times I've been doing things and I've gone, there's got to be an easier way. Show me the easier way. And it gets finished like this. And that is why I work in increments for myself personally. And I teach my clients to work in these increments. Because when you allocate 20 minutes to something, you tend to get finished in 10 minutes. And this gives you 10 minutes to sit back, enjoy a cup of coffee, enjoy something else or get the rest of the hour done so that you have a half an hour to enjoy and rest or to do something else. And if we could do that with time, just think what we can do with other things in our life. Rather looking at our circumstances, let's look at what we create, where we can explore and we, we can ask ourselves, so what else is possible? What else is next? Show me a better way of enjoying this, doing this, and moving beyond this and through this. So that as we sit with that grief, as we sit with that disbelief, as we sit with the circumstance, we can potentially say, okay, this is what is happening now. What is it here for? Where can I expand beyond it? And what can I create through it? Mm. So, you know, that's like, what do they say? The kids say, drop the mic. 
that was that was grand. And there's something that I love that you said because it just it lit me up because I say this all the time and I love that you said it is that you use the term shadow because I use it too because people Mm -hmm. talk about darkness and to me some of the most wonderful things are revealed to you when you turn the light on from darkness and but when things block the sun it creates shadow and so it's like a lot of times things are hidden from you because of the shadow and you have to bring light to it you have to turn the light on to see it and it feels like what you're talking to people about is revealing and releasing like it's not about what's wrong with you let's just let it go it's about saying well what's right about me uh yes where can I let go of what other people perceive to be wrong about me and choose what's right about me? Because the only reason we step into the wrongness of ourselves is because that's what we've been taught. We watched our parents doing it. We watched our teachers doing it. We were programmed into it so that we programmed into being the slaves of negativity rather than the servants of creativity and the expansion of creativity and allow ourselves to be bringing in that new spirit so that we can step into that new age of becoming who we can be, of working with leading ourselves as we allow an open space for others to lead themselves, taking responsibility for ourselves and shifting all blame and shame from ourselves as well as others and saying, it is what it is. I dislike what it is. What can I like about it? And what will it take me towards? Because think about it, Angel, the seed germinates in the darkness of the soil to come forward into that light. The roots still keep going down, 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 down into the denseness and darkness to feed that beautiful and incredible plant coming forward. And yes, to some it may be a weed, to others it may be a herb. I'm just thinking of the story of my dandelions. Um, do you ever work with a dandelion? Have you ever had dandelion well, tea? It's, it, I, dandelion tea, I, I utilize the dandelion flower and the leaves because it's good cleansing. Mm-hmm. So it's the root. And the, yeah, but the thing is, we don't, we're, we're trained to get rid of dandelions. We consider, exactly. them a weed. we consider them a weed, but they're a beautiful flower when they bloom. Yes, yes. <laughs> and when I had my other home, my former home, I grew dandelions because I would use them for my clients. And I was blessed to have a new gardener come. And I said to him, whatever you do, leave those alone. And he turned to me and said, but madam, everybody else tells me to pull them out. What is the reason you are asking me to keep them? So funny. (laughs) So I said to him, just make yourself a tea with the leaves for the next few days and then come back and tell me. And he came back and he said, madam, these were amazing. I feel so much better. Um, And when he went back home to where his family was over the December period, he took Uh, the plants back with him dandelion plants and when uh, somebody in his community had a bladder infection and a kidney infection he got them to drink the tea now please understand I am in no way saying you avoid medical uh, and professional advice this is something that I use as an add-on with my clients because I use herbs I use uh, that and I even use the energy of it um, not just the actual plant 
And to give you an example, I had somebody else who was working on the property I stay with and uh, he wasn't feeling so good and he'd been to the doctor and he couldn't afford the medication the doctor gave him. It was just a little bit outside of his budget. And so I said to him, well, until you can go to the clinic, use the rosemary bush, just a one centimeter or fingertip twice a day will help you feel better because it will help to restabilize your energy. So that's what he did. And he felt so much better. So when we work with energy, it's not just the energy within ourselves. It's the energy that the earth offers us as a gift through various plants, through various types of energy, through working with others who bring joy to our life, working with others that we can bring joy to their life and bring that new spirit, that renewed spirit to them as we reset our own mindset and our own heart set and renew the energy within us because that empowers us to walk into people's space and to maintain our energy to give them the opportunity to bring their energy up or to take their already up-leveled energy even higher and guess what that then helps us and that is what the connection is about. And that's where the shadow comes in, is when we get to acknowledge it. And I love what you say about shining the light on it. Because as we shine that light, we lift up the energy of our thinking, of our being, and it shifts us from where we are into somewhere more beautiful. And I don't know about you, but I see women look to bring beauty into their life. And when a client comes to me and they're unable to see the beauty of life, that is something that we then go and explore what the shadow is that is holding her captive. So, um, so beautiful. And, you know, when I, when I talk to you and I, and I hear you speaking, I have this, this, this image in my head of this fabulous earth goddess roaming around her beautiful garden, picking herbs and, making teas and telling people how to um, reconnect and be open to what I call the flow. Yes. And, you know, we are so different. All of us are so different. And I like to celebrate everybody's different. We're all the same. It would be so boring, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like every day with myself after about two, I'm a Leo. So after about a week, I mean, I'd enjoy it for about a week, but after about a week, it'd be like, wow, this is boring. There's no interesting it's everybody saying yes and everybody likes to do what I do and everybody thinks I'm fabulous well I don't know what else is there to do <laughs> I love that and I absolutely agree with you sometimes it's even a shadow we get to sit with the boredom because out of that we get to create the next level because we say okay I'm done with this this is finished I feel like it's done because very often boredom is a sign that we're done or there's a wounding there that we get to sit with. Um, and very often we will sit with the boredom and see, okay, this is masking a fear. It's a fear of what I can create next. It's a fear of success. It's a fear of expanding what I thought I was born with. And by the way, I, I no longer have a garden and that's why I use the energetic components. <laughs> Oh, we got to get you back in the garden, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's just so part of it. And I love that you brought that forward because we have a perception of ourselves and yet we tend to cut out to other people's perception of who we should be rather than exploring when we get bored 
okay, what is it that I'm meant to expose? What am I meant to explore? What is the trauma that is asking to come forward so that the tension can be released and we can create more actively and expansively rather than constricting ourselves? Now, everything in life expands and contracts. A contraction is very different to a constriction. And it's when we choose to explore, is this a constriction or a contraction? And what can I do about it? What else is possible from it? Have I finished what was before? And am I ready to step into what is asking to come forward? I think I lost the point there, but anyway. It was great. And you talk about energies and that's very shamanic, very, very Native American, especially here in in America, where they speak about everything in life, animate and inanimate has energy. And it goes even beyond just like the book and the flower. It's also the colors and the sounds, everything has a vibration, right? Absolutely. And I love working with colors. When I work with clients, I will bring colors in to surround them for them to absorb the crystals. Many people um, with crystals, they are crystals. The colors have meaning, they have energy, they have what is required. So you can see here, I have jade and I have, um, I've gone blank, the pink stone. Uh, Is that the rose quartz? Rose quartz. I have rose quartz with me. And I have something that I've, a stone that I picked up while I was walking that is very grounding, that speaks to me, that helps to ground me. And it's as we step into that with the colors and the understanding of it and sounds, I will often ask my clients, can you go somewhere that the birds are singing, that you can stand barefoot and just listen to the birds singing? I use sound in my healings as well. I am not musical. My children, when they were small, would put their hand over my mouth and say, mommy, please don't sing. You're hurting our ears because I am unable to hear a tune. And yet when I'm working with healing, I use sound to help people with healing. I help them use sound to help with their own healing. I also ask them to become aware of sounds that they're unaware of that are pulling them down, that are destructive for them like their alarm clock maybe there's a light that is singing that is disrupting their energy like fluorescent lighting and then I ask them to use various colors wear certain colors to reset that within their heart to reset the heart set reset the mindset and reset the body energy as well colors and sound how have you experienced color helping you in your life that's really really an awesome question and then i'm going to talk about all your colors you have fabulous colors you know as a as a healer um i've been doing this for for like 30 years and i've gone through all the trends you know i've started you know i've done all of this stuff and about 10 years ago i really connect it to colors because I realized that, and it's funny because it was through a corporate process, the colors to wear as a woman doing, you know, all the things in power colors and this color. And I realized that even if people say it's a power color, it can affect me a certain way. Yes. Like we wear black all the time. It's slimming and it's fabulous. And I noticed if I put a splash of color with the black, that I was different. Mm -hmm. then I started paying attention to the colors 
Mm-hmm. Because I noticed that not only was I different, the people that I engaged with was different. And I'm very attractive. My favorite flower that I work with is the sunflower. I love the message and the feeling oh. of the sunflower. So I love the yellows and the and the ambers and all that. Like the, the colors of the sunrise are the colors that I, I'm really drawn to. And when I wear yellows and the bright um, earth tones, people are like, oh, yeah, come over here. You're great. And then when I wear the darker colors, people are very serious. Mm-hmm. And so as I work with my clients, I will talk to them about colors too, the colors of the stones that they use, the colors that they have around their house. If they're going through um, a challenge in their life, that's one of the places I shift with because that's their space that they're with every day. Mm-hmm. And I notice that when the colors are bright, like I look at your background and I would love for you to, to speak to how you've got this gradience from the blue the, to, to this mauve and the purple and up to this pink and then the flowers are blooming. That's a very inviting um, impression for me. Oh, I chose it because the sunrise is about new beginnings. It's about the cycle carrying on and continue, continuing very much. I also work with the chakras and the energy centers. And for me, the blues and the mauves and the pinks and the purples are very much about tapping into your intuition, working with your inner knowingness, connecting with source. I also have white there. In my flowers, it's to allow us to bloom. And it's very much more your lower chakra colors, your peach, your apricot, your red, um, your deeper tones, so that we ground and connected with the earth as we live this experience and we be this experience and we co-create with source and the creator as we move forward into that cycle allowing for new beginnings as we still allow for the continual cycles that move forward for me my branding colors are very much pinks and purples and mauves and greens it's so interesting my husband's favorite color is orange and orange is not a color I'm drawn to and yet it's the color of creativity so I included it in my branding in the peach tones because that gives an all-round color I loved orange in my garden I just didn't quite bring it into my house now he has his orange diary I have the orange crystals for him so that as we work in balance we are able to balance because when my private life is in balance it really helps me in my professional life and you talk about black I love black I enjoy wearing black I am currently wearing black leggings because black for me is very grounding it's a color of confidence it's a color of moving forward the challenge is when we wear it in the wrong energy it repels people because there's a very wounded masculine energy to the color black as well as a wounded feminine energy and when we switch that to wow this is the shadow that is showing me how I can grow into my color my expansion and my energy it shifts everything because as you saw you added color to it and isn't it amazing when we do that I was told you never wear pink to a presentation and yet you know angel 
when I wore pink to a presentation, people were far more receptive of me. They were far more open and willing to the ideas because it was coming from the heart rather than from an aggressive wounded space. I came in an energy of let's expand, let's create, let's connect and work together. And that is the reason my backdrop backdrop is very much the colors it is I also use the colors of sunset because of the grounding because of I, I have another backdrop where the sea is a much darker blue the colors are more uh, peach and yellow and orange because sometimes we require grounding in fact all time all the time we require that grounding and this is what allows us to bloom in our purpose and open space for other people to do the same they respond to the colors as well. I love that. And it, it's so um, important. And I, and I can, in my, as I'm thinking and hearing you, I can imagine um, outside of just the really cool holistic, because there are a lot of people that, that come to people like you and I, and where they're into this stuff. And then like the, the regular people say, like, ah, you know, I'm not into this, but I could see a career woman who's struggling with who she is and how to move forward could get a lot of use out of creating her own personal brand yes by talking about the use of these colors right I, that's right I actually help a lot of women entrepreneurs to move forward to their next level of success because we get into color, because we get into sound. And how do they sound? Where are they sounding it? What are they feeling in their body? What color will help release that tension, that stress, and that discomfort within them? And at the same time, empower the people they're working with, the clients that they're helping, the situations they're helping. And uh, it makes such an incredible difference to women in corporate. What also helps women in corporate and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, solopreneurs, it doesn't matter. We are all connected. We are all here to create and to expand. And when we get to use color with it, when we get to use the sound with it, we get to expand in such a beautiful way. Our world is made up of color. And if you noticed where there's a poverty mindset, there is very often a lack of color, a lack of flowers, a lack of blooming. And that is not just for people in suppressed areas. And this is something I would like to share with you, and it might not be politically correct, and that's okay. When we can bring color into areas that vibrationally are low, we lift the vibration, which lifts people's perceptions of thinking, of expanding into more possibilities. It raises their color in their life as well. And I have seen places that have started gardens, whether they be in pots and they make the pots colorful and how the community thrives and grows and is able to expand just through pots, just through pot plants, just through the ways of being. So good in, in so much to think about. As, as we think about who we are and, and what we are and how we can move forward in our in our dreams, our purpose, all the things that we're thinking about today, right? Everybody is like trying to find out why they were put here. But I, I want to ask you a question because I was thinking as you were talking about just bringing all the colors and I thought it was interesting. The first thing that came to mind was how focused um, companies are with diversity right now and how the ones that are showing returns in revenue and success are the ones that are welcoming 
more diversity, which is human color, right? Yes, that's beautiful. I love that human color, human energy, because energy is a radiant spectrum of color. And that's, I love that, Angel. Thank you for that. It's true because when you think about it, um, I was just on a, on a, on, a, on a, a business meeting where I was on a diversity council and I, we were talking to all these different people. And it wasn't just that there were people from different cultures, their cultures were represented. So there was this wonderful North African woman and she had all these African colors on here. And there was a woman from India and she was wearing all these Indies who had all of this stuff was represented. And as a, as a healer, the first thing I had in my mind was like, look at all this color. And as a result, everything was different. People had big smiles. They were asking questions like, what does that color mean? All of a sudden we were different than if we were all like, you know, sitting here. You know. <laughs> it was a difference in the energy and the color brought you together. I hesitate to use the word sameness. It brought you together energetically in expansion. Yeah. Because you were able to explore the color. And that is just so beautiful. It is. It's like, you, it's, we really, you know, the arms open wide. This is what yeah. we really should be. And knowing that it's beautiful that we have all this diversity in nature, the animals, the people, everything on this earth, and how we need to embrace all of it. Absolutely. I agree with you. I just love that. So what do you do to bring more color into your life, Angel? I love, I love that you ask those questions because it causes me to think and, and people can see and hear how powerful this is. You know, um, as I shared with you before <clears throat> the show started, I'm, I'm going through this recovery of this very serious illness. And um, I'll share this with you because I think you'll find it very interesting. In the hospital, I was in the hospital for a month and I made the decision as a healer, like I'm getting over this. So I brought in my crystals. I had a rose quartz. I had my clear quartz and I had a citrine, a green citrine. I brought in my essential oils and I had mm -hmm. flowers that I always had in my room at all times. And I noticed that the first thing that would happen was the nurses were always different. Yes. It's, they were always like, they, they, they ran to my room. Yes. They're like, does she have the oils today? You know, they, and because of that, it contributed to the uplifting through what could have been a really shadowy, dark experience was a very powerful, uplifting experience. Yes, because you lifted up the energy of the space and people are drawn to a raised energy. They are only repelled when they feel unworthy. And it's to help that worthiness to come forward, to expand into, you know what? Maybe I can change. Maybe I can grow. Maybe I can also see the color within myself, my soul, and my heart. But isn't it interesting that when we go through what, what most people call the darkest episodes in our life, that color is not there? Because that's where the seed grows. It breaks its shell. It puts down its roots and it explores its potential because we're putting in the foundation, the exploration and the way forward. And this is what is so interesting when people go through a winter season in their life. We shed the leaves. We have the cold so that the roots can go down and spread out so that come the spring and the summer, 
the tree can expand, can be greater, can hold much more, can return more oxygen to the earth, can bloom and grow and have more fruit. Just think about it. For a fruit tree in the old days to grow, it took seven years before you had plackable, eatable, absorbable fruit for your body. And this is what we do in that dark side. We get to explore what is the potential of that anger? Where can it become compassion? What is the potential of that shame to be worthiness, to have value, to bring expansion? What is the, that potential of that indifference to become focused energy, restored energy, and returned energy? Where can we put compost of fear into the soil to be transmuted back to us as focus, as fearlessness and to be able to understand what others are experiencing and go through whereas the trees that are shallow you get the first wind and they blow over they come crashing down to be firewood which also has its use which also has its potential because everything has a purpose and when we step into that and allow for that we can expand into it and guess what? It gets to bring colors beautiful as that ring on your left hand there. Yes, I love colors. I love the the crystals. You know, I like I got my cross here um, because I my my energy connection to the divine is powerful. And as I thought about wearing a cross, you know, you know, I like it's pretty silver. Like, this is great. And then I saw this one, like, oh yeah, that's me. Get it because it's got all these colors on it. And I feel like, and the first thing people say to me when they see me is like, what a beautiful cross. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get in this fabulous conversation. I find that colors are an invitation to the dance. Yes. People are always like, oh, the color, why did you pick that? And all of a sudden we're in this bright, cheery conversation. And it brings the dance of life forward. And not only that, when somebody's down, when they're in a deep, what I call depression of energy. They're unable to see and feel the color. And by us stepping forward, we actually create the space to bring some light to their darkness, to bring, even if it's the color of white energy of the sunlight, which is actually isn't white, it's yellow and a whole spectrum of colors. Even if we can bring that smidgen, it's like the moon coming out from the new moon phase into that sliver of light. And when my husband and I walk along the sea, even that sliver is reflected off the ocean, bringing a shimmer and a sparkle. And that color that you wear brings that shimmer and the sparkle as that sliver of light is empowered to come forward into that person's life through knowledge, through knowingness, through understanding, and to know that the full moon will come to shine as part of the cycle. It's so beautiful. And then, you know, so that brings me to think about, as you think about your colors and, and you're working with your client, can there be conflict? Like maybe I shouldn't use so much of this color. Maybe I should pull this out while I'm bringing this in. Do you go through those kinds of processes with people? What I ask them is, what is the fear around being more than your parents? Where did your parents dislike color? Where do you feel that color will create visibility in your life and you have not 
being able to create the capacity for that visibility and so there's a fear. What if we can gradually move from white into pearl, from pearl into light pink, from light pink into brilliant pink, as the sun brings the color of the day, where can we bring color into your life? And there's never too much color. There's only when we are overwhelming others with what we feel should be their color. Wow. And when we ask them, what is your soul asking for today? What is your body asking for today? Not what my body is asking for. My body can be asking that they wear a vibrant red. So we introduce it in a ponytail, in a, a um, piece of underwear, where it's on their skin and invisible to others to help them to ease into that colorful life that is asking them to step forward. Maybe we ask them to get it as a ring, potentially as a little necklace, maybe just as a crystal on their desk that they can feel the energy before they see and experience the color. Oh, that's so good. And, and so um, I have to ask you, um, how you came to this journey? What was what was it um, that brought you down this specific path? Because you occur so passionate about it to me when you talk, when you speak about it. <laughs> I feel this journey began when I was very young. The challenge is the society of the day didn't necessarily allow for the journey. I saw my mom, at a, I saw at a deep unconscious level, my mom suppressing her journey. And we follow what we see our parents doing. It's been taught to us to stay at the level of our parents rather than to be encouraged to go beyond our parents. And when my I began this journey and something happened where a low vibrational energy was introduced into my life and I became fearful. So I went on a different path, which you know what? It is what it is, and it helped me to grow, and it has helped give me a very deep compassion for others on that journey. So I'm very grateful for having gone on that journey. My dad then uh, transitioned. He died from a spider bite, and uh, <laughs> that's not really what he died from. Energetically, he, his life had come to the end, and um, the spider was the tool that came forward. Through this, I came to understand that he'd been masking my mother's um, dementia and her way of avoiding that she had unfulfilled dreams and unfulfilled expectations. And I stepped back and I looked at it and I thought, you know what, if my husband transitions, I would be unable with my hobby business to maintain the lifestyle, put my children through school and to move forward. I went online and I started seeing that what I'd been experiencing and not seeing. So I was doing it. I was unaware of what I was doing because people would say to me, Janine, please touch me. I feel so much better. Janine, your voice just is so soothing to me. And my children would call my clinic the last hope clinic because people would come to me. I had absolutely no awareness of what a medical intuitive is. I was a medical, I am a medical intuitive and I would be able to tell people 
what's happening. Now, here's something very important for your audience. Because I gave them the information for free or for a very small sum of money, people undervalued it because I saw no value in what I was offering them. When I went online, I suddenly came to understand not everybody could hear what other people were thinking. Not everybody, I was unaware that I was taking on other people's emotions, that I was sending them energy to heal them, and I was sending them my own energy, and this is what was triggering a very deep depression in me, plus I was out of alignment with my path and my, my, path and my purpose, and I was actually avoiding my path and my purpose because I had no understanding of it. It was not, if I say, culturally acceptable in the circles I moved. And as I started growing, I was led to people who are psychic. I was led to people who are healers. I was led to people who are medical intuitives. And what I then began to learn what I had been doing unconsciously for 30 plus years. Well, I'm a lot older than that now. What I'd been doing for 51 years unconsciously, I now got to make conscious and use it consciously. And... I do have places that I share everything for free. I now get to charge people so they can value what I'm giving them in the energetic exchange and help them to expand their life. And what I had learned while I was in my, what I call my unconscious phase, I was able to bring it forward into a conscious phase and bring it together in a way that is unique for me. Others do medical intuition, they do it in their way. Others do energy healing, they do it in their way. Others people say to me, Are you doing Reiki? Are you doing shamanism? Are you doing this? I am just working with the energy that is high vibrational of the deepest of love and the greatest of good of all to help you to step forward into where you are going. And with because I choose to release labels, I'm able to get to a very deep core in people. And because I came in with absolute openness, releasing all expectation, just in anticipation, everything that I've learned unconsciously was able to come forward and consciously help my clients to heal emotionally, generationally, lifetime across all time, space, dimensions and realities and to understand that sometimes, in fact 98% of the time, what we feel is our thought, our emotion and our experience actually belongs to somebody else. It might even belong to ourselves as another self. It might belong to ourselves in the future. It might belong to us from our past. And guess what? We get to clear it. And uh, through clearing it, guess what? I get to make unconscious what make take the unconscious and make it conscious now and help other people to do the same for the great expansion and co-creation in this life. And that is where I came to the slogan, uh, helping people reset their mindset and their heart set through listening to their inner tuition. And how do I do this? Through psychic guidance and karmic he energy healing, through mindset alchemy. And you know what? It might be similar to what others do. And yet for my client, it's what they require at that point in time.
It's so good. And I, and I love it. And you, you said something, you gave us a message, which I want to kind of circle back to because it was a powerful message. And it's like, there is this conversation on both sides of the fence, the client side of the fence and the practitioner side of the fence, that when you're given a gift and you apply your, your talent to help somebody and your purpose is to do this for a living, you have to eat and pay bills and have a place to live. So you have to charge for it. Mm -hmm. And if you charge $12 for three hours, people aren't going to value it the same because, you know, I had this conversation with, with uh, someone very recently, whereas um, they'll go to the chiropractor, they'll go to their doctor, they'll go to the dentist and pay godly amounts of money. Why wouldn't they do a, a similar process in valuing what they could do to heal their soul Yes, so that they can live the life of their dreams? And as a practitioner, we have to get that, right? Absolutely. You used a very interesting word there, the word charge. When we charge something, there's electricity applied to it. There's energy applied to it. So if we are only applying the energy of $12 to three hours, it has a very low energy, a very low charge. Now, I'm ask, am I asking you to pay $40,000? No, let's find something in between. The important thing is maybe that person can only receive a charge, an electrical energy charge of $12 for three hours. Maybe we that is the energy we have to give them. As we grow our capacity, we then are able to add a charge to other people's lives of $100 of $500 because we are then charging their life with the energy of $500. We are then charging their life with the energy of $1,000. We are then charging their life with the energy of $1,500 for an hour. And they receive that charge and they go on to offer that charge to other people at the same energetic level. So there are levels of charge, the same as I cannot charge my cell phone in the USA without an adapter. Yes. Sometimes that adapter is required as we build our capacity, as we build our charge to be able to recharge other people's lives through what we charge. Does that, that make sense? Is, that makes you perfect angle? sense. And, and I want to tap into it a little more really to help people see that because that's probably one of the best ways of putting it for, for, from, uh, for, for people to hear because it's it literally is um, as you grow, as you your skills grow, you are now, you're not just a, a math instructor, you're now a college professor and you're teaching advanced calculus. So it's like your capacity is different as a mentor, as a coach, as a teacher, as a healer. And you can get so much more from, from that person uh, mm -hmm. that you got from them when they, you know, ran out of their house at 19 years old and, and had their very basic knowledge. So as you grow, that you know, that's what it looks like. And I think that it gets lost sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we connect with people, we have this joy, this passion, and want to help everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that whole story of teaching a man to fish or giving him a fish. It is so true. Somebody said to me that, how can you charge $600 an hour, Janine? 
And I said to them, well, the person I charged $600 went on that day to make, do, to create something from the healing she received that she's charging $5,000 for. So was that a good investment of $600 for her to receive $5,000 back? Yes, that's pretty good return on investment. <laughs> That's a very good investment. <laughs> oh, they'd never thought about it like that. I want, I, I want the healers and the practitioners to hear that, what you just said. It's a powerful message. It really is because what you have to offer is, if I may, because what I yeah. just heard was that through this, this gift of knowledge and healing and empowerment, I can now change as a practitioner how I engage my business. Yes, absolutely. Because when you can step into the energy of charging $600 an hour, the charge you are giving to that person coming to see you, you up-level their healing, you up-level their capacity to create more in their life, and everybody in the universe gets uplifted by it. You may start at the $12 level, and that's okay. It is. If you stay there, there's a challenge. It means either you are not growing or you're out of alignment with your core values and where you are going. Yes. And then you have to hustle and work hard. The $12. Yes. And $5,000, that's a lot of people that you have to see. Yes. And the bottom line is when we are in hustle and drive energy, that is wounded masculine energy oh, and yes. wounded feminine energy because we are refusing to grow and step into our power. I have the funniest story come to my mind that I have to share with you because I thought about it came up as you were talking when I was a, a youth. I am a fashion shoe I'm obsessed. With, I love, oh my God. I, I, my shoe closet is insane. And I could literally go out and buy three pairs of shoes right now. But like, I don't have any shoes. I love shoes. And years and years and years ago, before my mom left us, um, I was a youth and we went shopping and she knew that I was into shoes. And so we were shopping and she took me in this place to buy shoes. And I was like, looking at all these beautiful shoes. And I didn't know how much they were because there were no price tags. I leaned into her. I'm like, there's no price tags. And she said this fabulous sentence to me. If you have to ask how much they are, then you can't afford to buy them because Absolutely. people who have no, no issues with money, they don't look at price tags as walk in and buy what they, what they want. Exactly. So Absolutely. It's like you have to graduate to that. Yes. And it's growing your capacity. And this is what so many people say. I put my course out there for $500 and nothing sold. And then I say to them, well, do you have the capacity to receive that? Mm. Do you have the capacity to hold the energy for the 10 people you're looking for? Do you have the capacity to receive the $5,000 from the 10 people you are looking to bring into your program? Mm. Because if you are unable to hold that energy, if you haven't yet grown that capacity, it's not going to happen. Whereas if you have the capacity to hold space for one person at $100, learn to hold the capacity for two people at $200 
simultaneously. Grow in your foundation and your capacity. I said to somebody the other day, you have a cup here that holds 250 milliliters. When I pour a liter into it, how much can the cup hold? It can only hold 250 milliliters. And what is the point of me swearing at that 100, whatever it is, 750 milliliters that's pouring out of the side? No, go and get a container that can hold a liter. Get a bigger Grow your cup. energy to hold the liter. Grow your energetic capacity to hold it, to sustain it. And put the foundation in. Yes, you're going to go through winter periods so you can grow the roots down. And oh, that's okay. Uh, it's part of life. So when somebody connects with you, um, how, how, what are your strategies? What's your technique in terms of, you know, I connect with you, um, we meet, and then how do you get to the nitty gritty? How does that process work for you? How it works is when somebody chooses to work with me and we choose, would they like the 16-week program? Would they like a year program? Because, yes, I do do one-off sessions. And yet I find that is a um, very often just a, let's put a plaster or a Band-Aid on it session. <laughs> Unless, of course, I'm channeling on a specific question for somebody or there's something very, very specific for them. And what we do is I go and I look at what is it you actually looking to shift and change? What is the energy behind what you're looking to do? And what is the healing that is asking to come forward? Now, all that healing means, as we both know, is to come into wholeness. And remember, we have different seasons in our life. So just because you come into wholeness in your relationship doesn't mean to say you've come into wholeness in your business. And when you get to choose to expand your capacity, we get to rip out the foundations and put new ones in. We get to smash the cup so that we can add further stuff into it to make it greater because people say, my life's falling to pieces. And I say, great, isn't that wonderful? It means you are being successful in growing your capacity. So then of course, we get to support you energetically as you grow your capacity. And this comes in different ways. This can be through healings. This can be through mindset work. Some of the simple tools I advocate are meditation and journaling. And people, let me say, start with three minutes of meditation and do it while you're washing your dishes or watering your garden or playing with your pot plants, because that is the best way of moving forward. So I offer people tools, I offer people ways of doing things, and I offer people space for mm. them to work with. That's so good. And I, what I really like, too, is um, when people reach out to somebody like you, it's, it's usually because they have some process of overwhelm in their life where they're trying to get control over it. And a lot of times, you know, I, I, I know a lot of practitioners. I look at a lot of videos as I, as I, you know, look for guests and like join my meditation group and we will spend every day for three hours. And when you come to somebody that's an overwhelm and then you're going to give them tools, they have to be manageable in their process. One step at a time. <laughs> meditate for three minutes washing your dishes can i ask you something angel and i'm not yes. putting you on the spot yet this uh -oh. is a very uh -oh. serious uh -oh. question you're gonna put me on the spot here what, what is a quantum leap 
Ooh, that's a good question. A quantum leap um, outside of a really good television program that I love a lot. <laughs> um, when I think about a quantum leap, it's that almost at a cellular level, moving your life in a in a way in a shift, a shift in your in your in your DNA that's even greater than just that that leap, um, that trust, that faith to shift into the next level, whatever that may mean for your system. Yes, it's the smallest energy expenditure for the greatest results. The greatest. And people think it's this huge leap. It's the smallest movement possible. That's amazing. That you can make to have the greatest results. And this is where I get to work with my clients. And I say to them, we do not wish to do what the pictures show you, leaping over chasms and yes. over oceans. Because you know what happens? You go backwards further than you've ever gone because you have no capacity to sustain that energy. My God, that's beautiful. (laughs) And it's the little things um, that also build consistency. Yes. You need that discipline and that consistency to to really make things. And alignment. Oh, my goodness. Because when something feels like you're working hard, you're out of alignment you might have to put in or you might choose to put in hard work when it starts to feel hard take yourself by the collar and say okay this is a personal leadership moment where am I out of alignment with my purpose my path and the way to move forward sounds like everybody needs a CEO of themselves yes definitely (laughs) So, oh my God, I'm looking at the clock. I have had so much fun with you. And the time is coming to an end. When time flies, when you're having fun, um, I would like you to to let people know how they get in touch with you. If you have anything for people, um, like for you to share that now, because I want people to reach out to you because they need this really bad. (laughs) Thank you so much. You can come and find me on JanineKathleenWithTheK.com. And you can send me an email, you can book a time to have a half an hour chat with me to see what would work best for you and how it would help you. I'm also on social media, Janine Kathleen with a K, Come and Grain Nuggets. And of course, my podcast, the Mindset Alchemy podcast on Spotify and iTunes, where you can hear other healers, other people, other business owners, and gain insights on how to work with what would be the catalyst for your life so that you can reset your mindset and your heart set by listening to your inner tuition and co-creating with the creator to add more to your life and that of others. Oh gosh, I I love you. I can't wait to to continue this conversation. I have a feeling that I have, have met one of my soul sisters on the other side of the world. (laughs) And that you have a lot of really brilliant work to do to help shift this planet to the space that we need to be in. And we're going to get there. We are going to get there. We are getting there, not we're going to get there. Yes, ma'am. Enjoying the journey and be looking, what can we create along the way? Angel, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And reach out to Jenny Kathleen. I'm telling you, especially practitioners, In my imagination, we need you. 
And as you open to what's possible, the world starts to open. And as we open as a society, we will heal. And as we heal, we will become that utopia we've been waiting for for so long. We're, we're, we are definitely getting there. Thank you so much, Denny and Kathleen. Thank you, everybody. Remember what I always say, you stay in a space of joy, joy will always come. So I thank you for joining me here on Spirit Talk Radio. I thank my guest and I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Have a good day.